Hello and welcome to the Real Friends Who Read Books podcast, where my friends and I force each other to read books we wouldn't typically read because that's what a book club is all about. I'm your host, Courtney, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Erica and Mary Page. Every other week, we'll dive into one of our picks, exploring the themes and characters and whatever else comes along the way. You know, like a book club, but without the snacks. This is Real Friends Who Read Books. These are my real friends, and we've got some books to read. Let's get to it. This week, we'll be discussing book one of the Sookie Stackhouse series, Dead Until Dark, by Charlene Harris. Sookie Stackhouse is a new boyfriend, and we are all dying to know what she is thinking. Okay, you ready for some back cover summary? Sookie Stackhouse is a cocktail waitress in small-town Louisiana. She's quiet, keeps to herself, and doesn't get out much. Not because she's not pretty. She is. It's just that, well, Sookie has this sort of disability. She can read minds, and that doesn't make her too dateable. And then along comes Bill. He's tall, dark, handsome, and Sookie can't hear a word he's thinking. He's exactly the type of guy she's been waiting for all her life. But Bill has a disability of his own. He's a vampire with a bad reputation. He hangs with a seriously creepy crowd, all suspected of, big surprise, murder. And when one of Sookie's co-workers is killed, she fears she's next. So, vibe check. How you doing? What did you think of this adult Twilight read? Eh? Uh. <laughs> um, I don't know why I am so embarrassed to say that I actually enjoyed it mostly. <laughs> it was like brain candy, and I was actually one of the few teens to not love Twilight back in the day, but I don't know what makes this any different and why I liked it. <laughs> but I did. The sex. <laughs> no, Definitely the sex. that was actually not, it was actually not the sex, which is surprising. <laughs> no, I know. After reading it, I, it it's not that surprising. <laughs> I, I love the description, brain candy. That's such a good one. That was how Twilight felt to me back in the day. This one felt entertaining-ish. On the surface, I really, really love the plot line. And when I read it, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. But there was something about the heavy southern accent that the narrator put on that really took me out of the story. Mm. And perhaps I would have done better with a hard copy. Yes, it I think that would have been be so distracting. <laughs> did you hear did you hear that snippet that I texted you though? That was bad. Yeah. That was, it was rough. That was rough. I would not have been able I would not have been able to do that. No. With an audio. I listened book, to a I full was... book of that. Because I'm I am committed. So sorry. I am so sorry. Okay, so this is going to be a theme with all of my answers. But yeah, I loved the plot. But I, I, I loved this. I gobbled these books up uh, like 10, 15 years ago. Like, loved them. Reading them now is a completely different story. I like the plot line so much. It's gold. Um, but I... I hated the the relationship between Sookie and Bill, and it takes up so much of this of this book that, uh, yeah, my so vibe much. is ah, <laughs> not a fan. Um, yeah, something that really stood out to me just right from the get go upon reading this a second time was Sookie's obsession with her looks, or I guess the the author's obsession with physical appearance. It kind of comes up throughout the entire thing. 
And I won't lie, when I first read this, it was just, it was nothing. I was like, oh yeah, that's just how it is. Um, but especially after reading Rage right before this, the, t- the timing could not have been funnier because um, it really, really wore on me. And so I was, I was wondering, did you think that this kind of spoke to the time that this book was written, which is like 2001? Uh, like, did this wear on you too, this obsession with physical appearance, all of that? Absolutely. It definitely goes with the time that this was written, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. And I know we've talked about it before, but just think about how many of these books we read when we were younger with, you know, where they constantly made our favorite characters focus on their physical appearance and how consistent that message was in the books and the movies that we watched. It's Mm -hmm. fucked up. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I'm so glad you brought this up. There was one sentence in particular very early on that literally made me pause the audiobook, go Google the author, and look them up because I was positive this was written by a man that had never encountered a woman in real life before. Just, like, so unrealistic based on the description I just heard. An incel writing about sex and women. Yeah. From the mind of a woman. That's exactly what it kind of comes off like, right? Yeah. I was about to rag on the way that some male authors describe the feminine form, and then I was wrong. So, shout out to our girl Charlene. What a fascinating creative choice. Mm-hmm. She's a girl boss, and I've ever seen one. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> all, the, all the talk about being thin was incredibly annoying. Uh, like Erica said, it's... <laughs> it, I It does come off like uh, a man is writing this, and one that has absolutely no idea what it's like to talk to a woman or be near one. Um, it's it's sad because it seems like from when this was written, we've come a long way with body positivity, but yet upon, like when you actually look at it, we're so far away. It's, yeah, it's just a mind-blowing little little tidbit. And this, this book definitely brought it to my, the forefront of my brain. <laughs> That'll be fun <laughs> to edit later because I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> Um, yeah, so outside of the skewed idea of physical appearance that the character holds, what are your thoughts on Sookie as a character? Do you feel like she made a good protagonist? Would you characterize her as a strong female lead or more of a damsel in distress type character? I would say both. I feel like she's definitely a strong female lead, but then once Bill comes around, all of a sudden she melts into a puddle of mushy love. But then at the same time, I feel like I can't necessarily hate on her relationship with Bill because I would probably be the same way, which really annoys me. (laughs) Makes you reflect. (laughs) Yeah. Real moment of self-awareness for us all. (laughs) Yeah. I will be real. I found her irksome at best. The way Mm. the narrator opted to read this character definitely put Sookie solidly in damsel in distress territory for me. Would have loved if she had friends or possibly relationships outside of the one with Bill. But it also just felt like we opted to make her whole world revolve around him. Except for the parts where she was busy trying to solve the murders in her town and all of that. You know. Would have just like loved a little bit more a little bit more complexity to her story. Yeah, I agree. She's 
a very she seems a, like a very flat character in the in the show they gave her a friend right off the bat i think she she must have taken that criticism because i think in the second book she has a friend that comes to play um but in that the comes mo- to play like what she, is it a childhood friend <laughs> they have a play date <laughs> that puzzle come out long <laughs> there's a swing set at the park <laughs> come on yeah, she has a friend in the show right off the bat. I think she mu- this author must have had some criticism on Suki because she does get a little bit more developed in the later books, but this first one, she's yeah, she's very flat. Outside of her relationship, I liked the character. I felt like she had a lot of potential. Um, but, yeah, so I, I tend to dislike characters that I relate to, um, and I was always one that lost myself in relationships, so... I have to, I have some understanding, but that doesn't make it a fun read. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I wanted to like Suki, but her relationship with Bill kind of got in the way. Um, speaking of Bill, though, uh, he is, in case anyone didn't read the book, a vampire. They call him Vampire Bill in the book, which to me is kind of right on the nose, not very creative. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, he makes a big yet quiet reserved entrance in the first chapter. Um, He is a 150-something-year-old vampire who died during the Civil War. Uh, If you were made a vampire, what era do you think you would come from? What would your aesthetic as a vampire be, do you think? So, so caveman era. (laughs) What an interesting answer. I I know, I didn't expect that from you. You're an old-ass vampire. You're older than Eric the vampire. I would be one of the first because, well, first of all, I doubt my survival skills, and I think I would be easily seduced by a vampire, so (laughs) I'm just being real. (laughs) Oh, Okay, okay. There's like a realistic take here. Yeah. (laughs) But if we're speaking aesthetically, (laughs) I think it would be fun to have a little 60s vampire, add some brighter, more cheerful clothing options to the vampire's wardrobe, cute little pastel baby doll dress with a pretty pandered headband. Yeah, big old hair, some cat eyeliner. I mean, how cute would that be? You did love a headband, a coordinated headband in third grade. That was your jam. (laughs) It was my jam. This is correct. My girl had a collection. Uh, yeah. I was envious. There's Every day, no, a different one. No collection could rival your headband collection. Outside of your American Girl doll collection. That mm. Yes. I'm so, so many. Wow. I did collect things, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. You used Headbands to and American things. Girl dolls. Oh, we finally found wow. it. A couple of It only took later. us a few months. Let's a call back there. to episode, episode, what was that, six? Six? Know, yeah. Episode yeah, that's six. a couple back there. We finally right. got there. That's funny. We found your Headbands Feels great dolls. to know. <laughs> anyway, this is such a fun thing that I have never considered before. My vampire outfit, aka, what do I want to look like for all of eternity? I'm really <laughs> envisioning something where I can rock a bold red lip. I think that's my signature look. Um, absolutely i see that call it yeah call it the evelyn hugo influence still lingering but i'm really feeling a sunset boulevard vibe if you've ever seen that movie like the old-timey hollywood glam like a floor-length gown alternatively trade that shit out for like a 
really slick leather jacket and a bold lip from like the 80s. That one's more functional. That's mm-hmm. more like function meets fashion. Old Hollywood's just like, I'm a lady of leisure. Take so your like, pick, we got options. You became a vampire during Old Hollywood times, but like you picked up some other trends throughout the years yes. that kind of complement where you nice. came from. Yes. You modernized but, like, ultimately, yourself. But ultimately at the end of the day, just like a very chic vampire. Yes. I can totally see this. With I a perpetual red lip and fangs. <laughs> and it's not from the blood. It's lipstick. Right. It's not from the blood. It's like a NARS. <laughs> it's a really good, you know, it's a really good Fenty color. Fenty yes. has a wonderful red that stays on. That's what it is. Ugh. I want to do, I want to do lipstick. I haven't. I want my teeth well, the, to be the masks really get in the <laughs> way. Yeah, that's true. Damn masks. Yeah. Damn They've masks. been really killing my vibe for like a, two years now. Oh, I, that's right. You can't do your signature look? Ugh. Yeah. Although you to don't make, have make people telling yours. you to smile all the time either. Oh my god, so. what a dream come true, honestly. <laughs> that part's the best. You should smile more. Ugh. Though a man did <laughs> once ask me why I was still wearing a mask because he couldn't see my smile. And I was like, oh... Launch me into oh. the sun. And I was like, also, it's July 2020. There's a pandemic. Where are you? In July last year? July of last year. I was like, sir, we are solidly in the middle of this. I dislike people. <laughs> They're all the worst. Oh. <laughs> Anywho, well, Court, what's your look? I love these both for you. So I think I would either be a flapper with fangs. I can totally mm-hmm. see me rocking mm-hmm. like the 1920s vibe. Um the short bob and all of that stuff. I can also see, because um, I, I thought about it a little bit more, I could also see myself being like a hippie from you know, late 60s, early 70s. The bell bottoms and the like the long hair. and yeah. I can, brooding over yeah. my vampire urges when all I want is peace and love because, you know, I brood. A real moral <laughs> conflict. Yes. Yep, there'd definitely be moral conflict for me for sure. So I think, I think one of those two. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be a chill vampire. Yes. So Harris seemed to have created a really interesting concept concept in the world where vampires come out of the coffin. Uh, do you think that she effectively depicted how the world would react to such news? Um, like, what do you think about the added element of vampires, a very deadly creature, obviously, that also has a weakness in that they can be drained and left to die and their blood can be used as a psychedelic drug or people start fires in their homes like right at daylight so they can't get out, that kind of stuff. I was just curious Um, what you thought about it. So I think this concept of the vampires coming out and mainstreaming with the world is what I loved most about the book. Um. I would be really interested to see, like, how they fit in. I feel like how the world reacted to the news um, is pretty realistic, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 Such a fascinating concept to introduce because I think that she nailed it. It would open up the market for vampire blood and the whole vampire hunter type persona who seeks them out for their blood and then sells it to other humans because of capitalism. And then, like, can you ever ethically consume vampire blood? Probably not. It came from a person. I don't know. A whole moral dilemma. Feels like a lot. It's wild. Yeah. Um, I think this is what really drew me into the books, especially reading it the second time, because I have changed my tastes in romantic stuff. 
Um, it was less about the characters and more about the, for me, this book, what I liked was that it was less about the characters and more about the idea that there could be an entire world living under the surface that we aren't even aware of until bam, there it is. And then all of a sudden you're, you have to deal with, uh, like the social side of things, like how's it going to affect religion and like just society in general, how are we going to integrate, integrate these people into our, or these creatures, I guess, I don't know, people, creatures into our everyday life and um it just stems from there all the different stuff that you know could really be affected it's it's fascinating and i feel like the mark was missed (laughs) 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 i'll get into that more later (laughs) um boy i can't wait going back to to it Right. Um, going back to the characters, Sookie's ability to read minds has uh, really hindered her dating life. Um, I mean, can you imagine, seriously, can you imagine having to hear the thoughts, all the thoughts and feelings? Because she doesn't just hear thoughts. She gets, like, feelings from these people of all of these men that she's trying to date. Um, it's n- absolutely no wonder that she's drawn to Vampire Bill. It's almost as if the silence he provides helps her overlook some of his looming flaws, i.e. possessiveness, and I don't know, maybe, like, the vampire thing. <laughs> um, I hate that I just laughed at my joke like a a doofus. But anyways, um, <laughs> would you have found yourself making the same choices in men had you been in her shoes? I don't know. It might be nice to know what they are thinking. It might be helpful in elimination in the elimination process. I mean, it kind of tells you right away who's an ass because some people like myself have dated idiots in the past. But at the same time, I don't want to be hearing all their thoughts. So I don't know. <laughs> I understand why Suki is drawn to him, but at the same time, it was very overwhelming how much she does overlook the red flags. All the red flags and the red fangs. Ooh. Oh my god, Courtney. <laughs> I'm the on a roll. Mom jokes are coming. You are on a roll, girl. Oh. Wow. Yeah, this would have crushed me if I'd had Sookie's powers. If I was in her shoes, I totally would have ended up solo. Y'all know me. You know what's better than ending up with a shitty dude? Living a purposeful life of intention by yourself. I'm just saying. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. This is true. Um, I don't think I would have taken the relationship as far as Sookie does. Like for I actually I, I know that I wouldn't take the relationship as far. Um, outside of him being a silence in her otherwise loud world, uh, I'm not sure I see what it is about him that has her in love. So, like I don't know. I did I miss a part of this book where they there was like a a connecting moment outside of her saving him. No, he's just quiet. This is a genuine question. Yeah, it's literally just because he's quiet. That's ridiculous to me. Where's your personality? That's the only reason. Yeah. Um, So, I don't know. I would probably test the waters before completely freaking out and avoiding him like the plague is probably how I would react. Like, I would would be like, oh, let's try this out. I mean, it's quiet, you know. But then as soon as he started saying, she's mine, Sookie is mine, I would be like, Sookie. (laughs) Sorry. That's how he says it in the show. It is. Okay. <laughs> I do like Bill from the show better, though. Yes. Hey, I, don't I know. have to stop, y'all. What show is this? True Blood. <laughs> it's True Blood. 
I've never seen it. I thought I had told you this when we picked the book. It, this is what the tr- show True Blood's all based on. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. I'm going to go watch it. <laughs> for season one, because I was reading a chapter and then I was watching an episode. An episode. Yeah. So it follows along with each chapter, actually, for season one. But they add oh, a I'm lot so more. mad I didn't they, do that. Yeah, they add some more. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a missed opportunity. That probably would have gotten me by with this terrible narrator and this god-awful southern accent she put on. Yeah. Y'all, it was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how you got through it. I believe you. I put it on 1.75 speed. <laughs> it's the only way like, to get through it. Um. One of the rules of vampires in this world and uh, many books about vampires is their animal-like possessiveness. Like, they're constantly compared, they're, like, animal-adjacent. They're, like, wolves or, you know, just, they have a pack and a hierarchy and all that kind of stuff. Um, So, uh, Sookie is mine was said many times. We see this in, uh, we see these vampires treat humans like toys in a lot of instances. And obviously I balked at the idea of a dude being like this with me, but Suki finds reasoning in him being a vampire. Do you think that vampires and humans can have a meaningful relationship with this sort of dynamic? Is it believable? What do you think? Yeah, I don't love this dynamic. (laughs) And that's that. Okay, next. (laughs) I just don't like it. Just don't like it. I <laughs> wish that y'all could have. <laughs> I wish y'all could have heard the way the narrator growled this phrase every time it came up. Courtney did a pretty great job of it, honestly, a few seconds ago. It was that cringy. So, yeah. gotta be a no from me. But let me take this moment to recommend what we do in the shadows on Hulu for a hilarious depiction of vampires and humans living side by side. My yes. favorite portrayal of that is the energy vampire you know that person whose interactions just like cosmically suck the life out of you everyone's got one in their office we all know one mm-hmm. so take a moment and watch that show dear listeners I'm so it's not so... a scary show no, no it's, it's, a, it's a comedy it's so funny oh, it's hilarious why am i not watching that it's so funny <laughs> it is so funny okay so i'm really glad that you brought that right. up because um that is the vampire content that i am here for especially lately just the comedy in it is great brandon introduced me to this movie when we first met and it is by far my favorite like vampire thing that i've seen so um, wait it's a movie or is a show there's a movie there's a movie that came out in 2014 and then they made it into a show for hulu like it's a show now too so yeah um i don't think that this relationship is doable in the universe that sookie lives in but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's not for me, so. But definitely check out this, the show. Watch the movie. It is hilarious. I think I'm going to watch that tonight, then. Oh, you, you should. should. It's really funny. So funny. And then, uh, uh, random swerve. Not to be too judgy, um, but it seems like her relationship, uh, Sookie's relationship with Vampire Bill takes more of a precedence over a lot of the other things going on in her daytime life. Uh, since he's come to town, three women she knows has died under horrible, horrible circumstances, and her brother is the key suspect to those murders, as well as Vampire Bill, but nah. Um, her cat is killed and left on her doorstep, and worst of all, she walked in on her grandmother's murder scene. 
Uh, I wasn't sure where I wanted to go with this question, but I felt like it needed to be discussed uh, that her, um, what was I going to say? I felt like it, it, it felt feels like, it like the question is about her priorities. Yeah. It's Suki. just, how do you feel about these, the way that the author prioritized Sookie's life? Like it doesn't put the character in a great light, the way that she prioritized things. So I just wanted to discuss that a little bit. Yeah, no, I'm with you on this one. I was very surprised that she did not seem more upset about her grandma or her cat. Eric, I don't really care about, no offense, not really (laughs) loving him. But, (laughs) I mean, it's not my place to tell someone how to handle their grief, but I don't know, like, wasn't her grandma the closest person she was... Her you know grandmother what I mean? raised her after her parents died in a flash flood. Her and grandmother like... was her, yeah, her her companion, you know, the the person that she could be around. Oh. Yeah, and it just seemed like it was just, like, one. in the background compared to her relationship with Bill, and I just thought that was the strangest thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Who am I to judge? But also, on the other hand, I'm a judgy bitch. So, <laughs> with that in mind... Girl, what? Get yourself a therapist, block Bill's number, have some compassion for the roller coaster that life has recently taken you on, but don't get back on for another ride. What are you doing? Right? Ah, I hate this whole aspect. I hate this whole aspect. I think I just keep coming back to their relationship not being believable to me. I agree with Erica. Therapy is an absolute must. Uh, It's almost as if all of these horrible things are just like a blip on her radar, and I cannot get past that i cannot get past that um the woman who raised you died in a horrific death and you walked in on the murder scene it does not make sense who cares about the creepy dude right now the creepy dude that just keeps showing up whenever all of a sudden your heart rate rises and he's there (laughs) i mean from a plot perspective i wanted to know more about the world around her and all i kept hearing about was vampire bill's raging boner and i'm so disappointed in that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this book did not pass the Bechtel test. It did it not. It did not. Nope. <laughs> Speaking of Vampire Bill's raging boner. <laughs> um, That's the perfect transition. <laughs> there is a lot of cringeworthy stuff in this book. And oddly, the vampire gore isn't on my, the top of my list. Uh, what were some of the things that made you cringe while read listening? The Bill and Sookie sex scenes. Which is a real (laughs) bummer because I do like some spicy moments, okay? Mm -hmm. And instead, these moments made me want to gag. And I felt (laughs) like it was as if the sex would be, like, in the 1800s. And it makes me feel icky. Like the sponge bath thing. (laughs) Right? That was a thing. I I mean, I just feel like that's how sex would be in the 1800s. And I was just not there for it. Yeah, my god, y'all, the sex scenes were so bad. I can only imagine they were bad reading them, but listening to them, having someone read them to you with all of the, like, energy and inflection in their voice and just, like, (laughs) intonation and, oh my god, my skin was crawling. I paused it at multiple moments to just, like, collect myself and be like, do you want to turn it on, like, maybe three times the speed and just (laughs) power through? I... Went back and screen recorded one snippet so that I could text y'all it, just so that you could hear how cringy it was. But, like, again, it feels like it was written by an incel. 
Okay. Yeah, same friend, same. I can only imagine listening to these sex scenes via audiobook was like. Uh, must have been a delight. Um, the sex scene, outside of the sex scenes, uh, Suki just her love for Bill, and I say love with quotation marks because I still don't understand that. Um, I think that made me cringe so much. Just the whole relationship. The, key, the fact that she kept going along with it. Uh, and it made me cringe because, I, girl, I've been there. I mean, not with a vampire, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> with a guy that sucks the soul out of you, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like In a similar way. Close yeah. to a vampire. <laughs> it might as well have been. <laughs> I have been there. It is not worth it. Move on. Um... So, in this universe that uh, Charlene, or Charlene, Charlene, I should probably look Mm -hmm. that up. Charlene. Charlene Charlene Harris uh, has created. Vampires aren't the only supernatural beings out and about in the world. Uh, Early on in the book, the author starts to hint at Sam for lots of differences, but unlike a lot of vampire books I've read, he's not a werewolf, but a shapeshifter. Um, He could be a bunny, he could be a bear, which... (laughs) I think it's a pretty fun twist. Neato burrito. Uh, do you think that there are... I can't believe I actually read that. Do you think that there are other creatures, uh, creature types out there that come up later in the series? Where does Suki's gift play in all of this? I actually know the answer, so I will, I'll give you some spoilers <laughs> after you guys give me your guesses. Take yes, please share all. Um, I'm thinking just like typical witches, fairies, goblins, a yeti. Also, I don't know, I feel like I kind of was let down that Sam always just like decides to turn into a dog. Like I wish he would pick more exotic or dangerous like animals like a fox or I don't know, a poisonous frog. Poisonous <laughs> frog. A poisonous frog. <laughs> That's such a choice. <laughs> Like a fox or a poisonous frog. <laughs> Those are really interesting options that you've given. Yeah, I'm going to say, Courtney, please tell. I hate surprises. I oh, thought yeah. it was going to be werewolf for him, and then it wasn't. So I don't have any creativity. This is are all I've got for you. disappointed that he wasn't a werewolf? No, I love dogs. Okay. <laughs> well, I love but dogs too, but like... It is kind I of mean, lazy that he only I'll take has... poisonous frog. <laughs> At least I would have preferred poisonous frog with his poison. You know, I don't know. An ostrich. I want him to turn into an ostrich. I don't know why, but yes. those things. I, I'm pretty those sure deadly, that those I'm things sure. will chase you and peck the. They peck will. The shit out of you. They will. So, <laughs> I just moved my head like a. Um, like a peacock. Yeah. <laughs> roaming at the zoo, the one bird that gets to roam free. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay, so I will. Uh, I'll tell you some of the different creatures that are in this universe because this is fun. Um, MP is right uh, about the fairies with the fancy spelling though F-A-E-I-R-E-S um, Oh. And Suki is actually one of those. Oh, she is what? a fairy. Yes. She's a fairy. Yes. So she is a fairy. Um, most fairies According to so I I looked I looked this up just to make sure that I was understanding it correctly because it's been a long time since I've read like all the other books, but she is a fairy and they live in like another dimension, 
I suppose. But so how did she get in this dimension? Still, that I don't remember. Took a wrong I'd turn. have to. Yeah. So just, many I'm questions. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry that I just created more questions for you. I guess you're going to have to read the books maybe. I don't know. We'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, there's also demons and deities. So the deities are your run-of-the-mill gods and goddesses. And then there are, so this one I find very interesting, were-panthers, not a werewolf, but a pan, with, I think this is a very fun twist on the werewolf, uh, and her brother Jason actually becomes one of those. He's bit by a were-panther, and he becomes one. And in the book, they're kind of these, like, uh, hillbilly like this like hillbilly family and they're all wear panthers and they kind of just um run amok in bon Temps or the monroe wherever down there <laughs> i don't know um yeah so jason becomes one of those yes um there's also maenads i think it's called so these are groupies of dionysus is like the easiest way to explain it um they live they have like they're eternal um, but they worship the god of Dionysus, so they're super into the partying and the wine. They came, they come up in book two, season two of the the show. That's uh, what that is. Yeah, there's it's kind of a mixed bag of creatures in this. There's no like usually if you're looking at a a paranormal type story, there's like witches, vampires, um, werewolves, and then maybe some others. But this it's kind of just like. A bunch of different things which i think is an interesting choice um recipe for chaos yeah and there's always a new one in like the next book it seems like so i think that that's just a really great way to keep the person reading because they're like oh whatever what other fucking shit's gonna show up in this like, i gotta I wanna know more about the shape shifting so that's why you go to Right. I want to understand. I want to understand Sam's story, so I'm going to get the next book and see what happens. Hmm. And on the topic of Sam, because I cannot not talk about him. Damn it, Sam Merlot! <laughs> Why did you have to be that guy that didn't make a move until someone else did? What? Who would you choose? Shapeshifter Sam or Vampire Bill? <sighs> this annoyed me so much. I mean, come on, Sam, get it together. <laughs> He was too late to the party, and unfortunately that means I would choose Bill. Sorry, Sammy boy. I feel like Sam is actually more my vibe, but you gotta make a move, my man. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, shapeshifty Sam all day, baby. I mean, he was obviously late to the party. We're gonna need to work on that. We'll have a pep talk about proactive communication or something. I don't know, but bye, Bill. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Sam girl all the way. I totally would have ditched Bill as soon as I realized that Sam was into me that way. Although, I mean, does that make me a shitty girl that I would just like, I don't know. Not nah, girl. No shame in my game. No. I'm with you. <laughs> all right. Yeah. It's just society shame that I'm feeling when I say that. But yeah, no I would have totally ditched game. Bill. The only thing that I would have to worry about is uh, Bill taking um vengeful vampires vengeful measures yeah <laughs> sorry bill there's another aspect of the story that i would be remiss not to discuss and that is renee who is a pig um honestly i don't really want to even talk about him because he's just gross the whole aspect of this renee character but he's the murderer in the story like so we can't not talk about him right um so 
What did you think, uh, who did, who had you thought was the murderer that was running around Von Tomps? Um, and did you see this coming from Renee, who was Arlene's uh, on and off boyfriend? So I watched season one of True Blood before reading the book way back in the day. I forgot what happened, but started kind of picking up the pieces and putting them together quickly once I started reading. If I did not watch the show, I think I would have been surprised since he was a, he wasn't really an important character or a memorable character for that matter. Um, before you know, knowing what a piggy, what a pig, wow, what a piggy, what a piggy he was, what a piggy piggy, what a he piggy, went wee 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 all the way home. <laughs> what a <laughs> Before knowing what a pig he was. <laughs> yeah, I am going to say that I'm disappointed but not surprised. Of course it was some mediocre-ass man with a grudge against just vampires stemming from a thing with a woman he thought that he owned. But anywho, um, I didn't actually know that it was him. And like Paige said, he wasn't super memorable. So I did have to kind of go back and look it up and be like, who was he? Not sure that I had a suspect in mind, but feels like a satisfying conclusion. It's always a mediocre man. Y'all know how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Renee felt like an afterthought murderer, personally. Um, yes. Yeah. It, it felt like she had someone else in mind throughout the entire story and then last minute decided to change it. I don't know who mm-hmm. it would have actually been, but it felt like they just... I'll just throw this dumbass into the fire. It can be this guy. Which is so disappointing because this could have been a really cool murder mystery type story too. Like it could be, it could be all things. It could be romance. It could be murder mystery. But when you make the murderer just some like half-assed, you know, dude that you barely mentioned throughout the book, it doesn't make, make for a fun murder mystery type read. So I don't know. Obviously, Courtney didn't like the book. (laughs) Strange creative choices all around. (laughs) Yes. Obviously, Courtney's disappointed that she picked a book that she didn't like, but we can't love them all. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of creative choices that this author took, there was a vampire that Bill had leaned on to take care of Sookie while he was off doing something, whatever he was doing. I feel like that comes up in the second book. And this vampire's name was Bubba, and you couldn't refer to him as his actual name, but it was obviously Elvis, which I think is, that's actually a pretty fun twist, because everyone's always seeing Elvis and he's not really dead. Um, so I was wondering if you guys had any other, if you if you two had any other celebrity vampires that you thought would be out there today. What a fun question. Um, I would say Tupac. Yes. You know? I love that. Um, <laughs> also, Winona Ryder. I mean, have you seen her? She's ageless. Her skin is just beautiful. Um, another one, Tom Cruise. Am I a fan of him? Not really, but dude is like on his millionth Mission Impossible movie doing... <laughs> yeah his own stunts, and looking younger, and it's very questionable. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And Winona's an icon with her skincare routine there. Okay, mm-hmm. so hear me out on this one. Visibly, you don't see it on the surface, but Tony Hawk, because he's a timeless legend and will forever and always be a household name, it doesn't matter how old he gets, he's still always relevant. Yes. You love, love Tony this. Hawk. <laughs> yes, he's so cool, dude. 
Tony Hawk is fucking rad. Change my mind. (laughs) No need to. No need to. Okay, so some of the celebrity vampires... Some of the celebrity vampires that I've picked... um, I don't think he's a vampire necessarily, but I'm totally bought in on Keanu Reeves being eternal. Um, I love him. I love him so much. And have you seen the website? Have you seen the one? There's even photographic evidence. This man is eternal. Uh, I'm totally bought in on this conspiracy. The website is uh, www.keanuisimmortal.com in case you're wondering. I love that somebody (laughs) made a website for this. Like, it's they great. had the time to do this, and I <laughs> um, And outside of Keanu Reeves, another one of my favorites, who seems absolutely ageless, Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah. I love Paul Rudd. I know, right? And he has not aged one bit. Timeless. No. Not one bit. <laughs> oh, so, obviously, I didn't like this story. <laughs> uh, so, I was wondering, how would you improve this? Or, um, what kind of vampire story would you write like what what would you do if you were writing a a vampire a vampire novel i would love to see a vampire story where the female is the badass vampire and does other cool things that doesn't focus a hundred percent on romance i mean a little dash of romance is cool whatever but i think it'd be more cool if we had a story of how she becomes a vampire focus on what she loses when she becomes one like the friends and family whatever how she integrates in and then let's kick it into high gear with an action-packed revenge story because i love revenge you know i love revenge yeah it's fun oh i love i'm here for a revenge story Mm -hmm. um yeah for me personally dude i'm still here for a vampire nightly show like we pitched in our very first episode don't tell (laughs) me yes Do not tell me that people can truly tell the difference between all of the Jimmies with the Nightly Show out there. I refuse to believe that. There's absolutely no way. So let's just swap one out with a vampire and see what happens. Also, logistically, it's perfect since they would shoot it at night. Vampires can be out and about. I mean, there are no flaws with this plan. I love it. For me, uh, I would... I'm gonna rant now. (laughs) I would focus more on everything else in this universe because it's gold. I think, I mean, sure, you have to have a relationship with Bill. Sure, it can be the catalyst. But don't tell me that that's the biggest thing going on right now. Vampires are real in this world. And she's focusing on a romantic relationship. (laughs) (laughs) You are bothered. I'm very bothered by this. I need to know more about all the other stuff. How is society acclimating to this idea? The vampire blood being a drug is a crazy interesting angle. Um, Tell me I more know about that... the black market for that. Yes, please. I know that is I it digitized? <laughs> <laughs> Do they accept Bitcoin? I need to know. <laughs> I mean, I know that I keep harping on this, but I feel like there are so many crazy good ideas that are just lost just lost so many lost opportunities am i yelling sorry i'm I'm just very passionate about this (laughs) to give the author credit though she does touch on all of this stuff throughout the series of her books um and perhaps i should have known what i was getting into and i picked up a fantasy romance but still i'm going to stomp my feet and throw a mini fit because it's my party and i can cry if i want to so yeah you can those are my thoughts so have you seen the show? I know Paige mentioned that she has. Erica has mentioned that she's not. So this question is kind of irrelevant. But 
Erica, will you watch the show? Paige, will you continue to watch the show? And will you continue reading these books? So I actually stopped watching the show because it gives me weird nightmares, so I never actually finished it, and I probably will not because I tried watching it again and had to stop again because of the (laughs) nightmares. Did the nightmares come back? (laughs) Yep, they came back when I started watching it, so I'm like, all right, this is the source. I cannot do it anymore. (laughs) But I might continue reading the series because I didn't have a problem reading it, Mm -hmm. but it's also like a huge commitment, so I don't know. But now I'm like interested in the fairy part and how Sookie relates to that that's yeah interesting to me there's also a relationship swap like uh change throughout wife the swap? series no, swap oh. they swap no i love wife <laughs> swap wife swap show that was a very interesting show very interesting show I no there's it. a there is a um a, a change in relationships in, throughout the series. Spoiler alert to anyone who hasn't read those if really want to. Skip ahead a couple seconds. But Sookie starts dating Eric, the the other vampire. see oh, then not too big of a surprise. No, because he, like, gets bonked on the head or some stupid shit. Like, he... Or he almost dies. He gets really close to he death. He concusses he, himself into a relationship? He concusses <laughs> himself, and it kind of, like, <laughs> softens his personality or something. And so then, like... They have a relationship because Bill goes off to do something, and it's like a, is it going to be Eric? Is it going to be Bill for a long, long time? And then I think she Mm -hmm. ends up just being single because she realizes that fucking with these vampires is just, you know, not... She finally makes the right choice. Yes. Yes. That's good. Thank God. And throughout this, Sam finds someone who actually appreciates him for who he is, so... Oh, shape shifty Sam. You know, I might pivot from book to show just because I'm here for everything you just shared. Love the plotline, hate the narrator. So I might start that. I was thinking about I was thinking about picking the show back up again. So when it first came out, I saw the first two seasons and I was really into the books. Um, and then I got too broke to afford HBO (laughs) (laughs) because it was a long time ago. And I never picked back up on it. I think it's on Amazon Prime now or something. But, yeah, I just never picked back up on the show. But after reading this, I kind of do want to watch it again. Although, Mary Page is very correct on the fact that, like, you will have some very strange dreams. It's like, you dark. Have, you have, it's, it's a, a dark very dark shit. show. It's the a demon very dark thing show. got me. There's, like, a demon oh, yeah, that's, thing. And I think like you're already predisposed do well to being that. a little bit weird about demons from St. Mary's. Yeah. Yes, it's I mean, you yes, were like seven traumatic. thinking you were going to hell. So yes, yeah. <laughs> Poor little Mary Page. Yeah, so you definitely have to go in knowing that like you're gonna have some weird dreams. You, I have to take the show slow. Like I'll watch an episode and then I can't watch it. And I, I can't. It's not a show I could binge because it does put your mind in like yeah. a weird, creepy place. Oh, but no, it's I a live very in a weird, creepy show. place. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might. I think you might enjoy it. And there, I mean, it's it's an interesting story, and it really does go to some cool places. The Wear Panthers alone, to me, is it's worth a watch. Friends say wear pants. <laughs> and you and you have to wear pants though. It's a rule. You have you, to. Wear you pants. must wear pants. Which is why I stopped watching it. It's not. It's not because HBO was expensive. I didn't want it to wear pants. It was the dress anymore. code. <laughs> well. Friends, let's wrap everything up with our one-sentence summaries. Yet another vampire book, and I didn't hate it. (laughs) 
I love how you framed that. <laughs> Southern Twilight, but with way more murder. And mine is that book where there's a serial murder on the loose, but the focus is on a budding romance. Priorities, baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that for that. We'll be dropping our upcoming reads in the show notes if you want to read along for next time. Coming up next, we've got People We Meet on Vacation. How to Do Nothing. And finally, uh, a request from one of our lovely listeners, Ready Player Two by Ernest Klein. We're real friends who read books. I'm Courtney. I'm Mary Page. And I'm Erica. Get to reading. See you in two weeks. Peace out, my dudes. Bye. Bye. Later. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and follow wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you find yourself on Instagram, check out our page at realfriends underscore podcast. We can't forget our special thanks to Brandon Schmunk for our theme music. And hey, thanks for entertaining my parents while I play pretend in the closet for two hours. the themes and characters and whatever well that's the first time i've messed that up in a while (laughs) (laughs) sorry i turned into a chicken there real quick my bad courtney's back (laughs) we love it